G'day everyone, Matt Burke here. Well, we're back talking rugby and it feels like, well, it feels like I've had an extended off-season. In this podcast, I'm going to be talking with my old teammate Richard Toms and how his life changed forever nearly three years ago. So thanks for joining us and enjoy the chat. Tomsy. Yes, mate. Uh, let's go back to footy to start with, mate. Played the game, Australia, New South Wales, Norths. Are you still in love with the game as it is today? Look, I'm in love with the international game. I think internationally the, the test matches are, are great. Domestically, I'm struggling with the super rugby, I must admit. Mm. You know, we, we seem to have changed the rules for the better, which don't seem to be working as the better. And then at club rugby, again, I'm loving the club rugby. It's uh, Shoot Shield, fantastic. I'm, and, you know, uh, I'm still there going to northern suburbs, enjoying the the friendships and the mateships here of the of the guys at club level now. So there's bits and pieces I'm loving. How can you fix the uh, the domestic stuff, the Waratah stuff, the Queensland stuff? I, th- I guess we have to go back into not being afraid to lose and actually you know trying to win rather than you know just playing conservative rugby field position field position. They need to actually have a go and 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 loosen the shackles. And is it, uh, I mean, go back when you played and when we were running around at the same time, it was a different era per se. Ball security was there, but it wasn't as much. No. And, and is, that, is that the problem these days? Is it becoming too dominant in defence and, and ball security? Absolutely it is. It's been choked by ball security. You know, um, dare I say it, the Brumbies, but consider it, you know, particularly, they, they just seem to just, it, it, soak up the ball, just one off the ruck and hit up and hit up, just you know, and scoring their falls, you know, through driving malls and and uh, things like this. It's tough to watch. Not, it's not. It's not entertaining. Yeah, you know. The, do, do you have to sell it as entertainment now? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, you know, Stan took it on. Stan and Channel Nine took it on as because it's meant to be entertaining, and and I think a few channels have moved it on because it's not. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think if you're going to get crowds and subscriptions, etc., yeah, it's got to be entertaining. Um, and the entertainment is by having a, a Matt Burke and a David Campisi who will, you know, throw out the playbook and have a go because they can see something in front of them that they can go through. And a Richard Toms uh, <laughs> to, the, to the point as well. Talk me through your great memories, great highlights of, of when you were playing. Norths was obviously close to your heart yes uh and it was in the time where you played most one played most of their time at club a little bit of state and a little bit of national yeah best moments at norths (laughs) berkey what what rating we got here (laughs) berkey berkey i took a year off rep rugby in 93 um predominantly for work but also for north hoping that we could you know really push for for you know a premiership and um we were actually going pretty well. We made the final that year, and then we came up against Eastwood, and they decided to bring back Matt Burke into the buddy back into a team who hadn't been there for much of the season, and Burkey beat us that day. Uh, so that was a memory where we at least made the finals, and you know, having come up from second division nineteen ninety, that was a good achievement for us. Um, I, I, do, I really enjoyed um, my time at North because I was a senior player and could sort of um, map the, the the play of how we were playing, et cetera, and have a good say. And then um, at the Waratahs in 1991, we had an undefeated year mm. uh, after having a year, a disastrous year in 1990, in which we I think we won one game out of eight. 
with pretty much the same, particularly the same forward pack. And um, in 91, we went through undefeated. We, you know, we beat England, we beat Auckland, we beat Wales by a record 80 points. Mm -hmm. um, even you, you were in Argentina, I think, as well, weren't you? You, you, you had undefeated. We toured Argentina, Argentina, yeah. We had a couple of three matches in Argentina. Um, so they, that was a particularly good year. And then the, the Super Rugby, the first year of Super Rugby was, mate, I've, I've watched some matches recently of, of that year, mm. 96. Mate, we lost three matches on full time. Mm. It was good footy. Oh, it was great. It was really good footy. Yeah. Really good footy. What about, what about from Australia's and Australian perspective? Uh, you represented your country, which yep. is you know, yep. a brilliant feat. Yep. Memory, memories of that? Ah. <laughs> uh. So I, I played five tests, and my last test was against the All Blacks. And um, you'll remember I put you through for that 95-metre try, Berkey. Like the line was open, but you made it look hard. Uh, and, and then... Um, I, I, and I then, thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, thank you. And then, then um, we had it stolen from us on full time, one of those matches where the All Blacks, we were up for like 15 with 20 to go, and we lost... On the full-time bellboy, Frank Bunt scoring a try. Uh, great memories for you in, in yeah. that era. How has that gone now, knowing what has happened? And, you know, roll on, it's you know, 25 years. Yes. And now you're in a, a situation where things have just gone yeah. sort of left. <laughs> yeah. And gone the outfield. Yes. Yeah. Um, How's that rugby connection gone for you? Connections, it's been great. I mean, it's, I guess... A, the first thing is um, it taught me discipline of, you know, um, of, of training and, and, um, and mental attitude to, to training and, and being physically up for what you have to do. And, and it's put me in good stead as far as that's concerned. Um, and B, uh, the community, the rugby community being fantastic as far as looking out for me, looking after me. Uh, both socially and as well as you know, um, as well as on my training front and mentally. Mm. Uh, so, mate, it's, it's a powerful community, and it probably is in, in in most sports. But you know, my experience is rugby, and it's been fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it, when the accident happened, and and we sat there uh, and heard about what what happened, you think all those times you got belted in in playing footy and and an innocuous tackle in a game of soccer you know, put you in a chair for, for the rest of your life. Um, what were you thinking at the time? What, what, what was going through your head in that moment? Well, it, you know. Was there, was there clarity at, at the time? Was it yeah. calmness at the time or Yeah, frantic? it was. No, no, it's very calm, very um, – I, I sort of had an idea of what had happened <laughs> immediately. Yeah. Uh, I, I sort of, you know, laying on the ground and couldn't move my limbs, my lower limbs particularly. My arms, I could sort of wave, but they weren't in control. Um, I was quite calm. I was calming those around me, basically, yeah. to say, don't move me, just get an ambulance here, etc." cetera. Um, as far as the situation is concerned, you're right, mate. I was in a position which I'd been in thousands of times before. Yeah. Literally, at this level, in this sort of position, and it, had I seen the guy, I was in a perfect tackle position. I could have just got... I could have just gone onto the shoulder and taken him back like this, but I didn't see him and he's just, his knee hit my head and knocked me back. So 
Um, it was, that was the unfortunate thing. I just didn't see him at all because my defender was obscuring him just before he hit me. What about the, the next hour, days, yep. weeks? Yep. What happened to Richard Toms then? Well, I, I mean, I got the hospital. I was pretty out of it then, and they, you know, they operated pretty well straight away. Within time, they certainly put me to sleep. Uh, then woke up a couple of days later, and um, that was with a neck brace, with a tracheotomy down my throat, not being able to talk too clear. Family sitting around, a lot of machinery, ICU. Yeah, well, it was, it was a, a sort of earth-shattering reality that, you know, that I was there for starters. And then B, when my surgeon came and visited me and I spoke to him, and uh, when I asked him whether I'd walk again, he said, we won't know until, you know, 18 months, two years. That was, um, that was very um, soul-destroying. And then um, his fellow surgeon, assistant surgeon, came and saw me the next day and uh, checked my feet, asked if I could move them. As it turned out, I could. He got extremely excited. Then he videoed it and came and showed me and he said, look, you're moving your toes again. And I said, right. And then he said that I'd walk again. And that was, I just about jumped out of bed then and started walking, to be honest. Yeah. But that, that has inspired me. That inspired me from that day onwards that I'll do everything I can to, to walk again. And to this day, I do walk. Um, it's just not a very functional walk as far as, you know, in the community, et cetera, but mm. it's functional for around the house. It's functional for getting in and out of cars and going to friends' houses where it's a friendly environment and I can walk. I don't have to take a chair and things like that. So, How's the, fa- how's the family cope? How the other side go, knowing that, as you said, you're lying there with machinery in you? Um, how how, the, how did oh. Carissa and the girls go? Yeah, they were... Um, Oh, obviously taken aback and, and taken it every day as it came. It was quite confronting for my daughters in particular. Um, but we're sort of, de- you know, determined not to let it affect their lives. Um, and so they, you know, they took it on the chin and they, they sort of, they were there for me and have been there for me, but, um, also continued on with their, you know, their, their, their young lives. You know, I got 20, 18 and, 14-year-old daughters, and they, um, they just progress with their lives and, and uh, assist me where they can. Tell me, was it a moment of when you asked yourself, why me? I do every day. Yeah. Really. As often I can sit there and just go, how did this happen? You know, how does this – you sort of you sort of think this happens to someone else. Yes. And even now I do. I sort of go – how did this happen to me? Yeah, well, why has this happened to me? And then I also think, well, unfortunately, I'm pretty well, pretty good to cope with it in that I'm physically and mentally reasonably strong and um, I can manage the physical aspect of it at the moment I can. Mm-hmm. In 10 years' time, if I'm sort of in the same condition, how I go physically, I'm not sure. Now, physically, when you're talking about that, because I, I know that you have something that's called spasticity uh, and what so what does that do to you when you're talking about physically well even as i sit here now 
I've got tension, particularly from my midriff right down into my toes, uh, where my where my body is in tension, like the muscles are contracting. So you're constantly on. Yeah, yeah. They they feel like they're constantly on, and then you'll see uh, my, this leg is this leg's spasming quite a bit over this past week. Uh-huh. I'm not really sure why. Um, Can the docs give you an idea? As to as to why you've got that, Matthew. Matthew, the, the questions. It's. I'll ask that question. Be every spinal cord injury is different. Yeah, we got to treat them differently, and so that's it's a bit of like at the moment I've got in the last um, six months, my nerve pain has got more intense, which that nerve pain has increased. The, the intensity of my, of my muscle contractions or tone, as they call it, right? Yep. And um, I'm trying to address that. So I was going from a 3 out of 10 to a 6 out of 10 constantly. Constantly at a 6 out of 10, the heat is, heat or nerve pain. Mm. So I've gone to the doctor and he says, well, there's one of four things which we can address with it. Okay, so the first one is you've got to go onto this bladder spasm patch. I said, okay, so I've got to trial that for a month, see if that works. If that doesn't work, we go on the next answer, trial that for a month. So it could be four months before I get an answer. So it's a process. It's a process. Yeah. And, you know, is that process going to answer? I'm not sure. Yeah. But it's a process you've got to go through. You know, it's, four months is a short period of time really, but but when, you, when you've got this pain and these spasms happening, it's, it can drag on a bit. Uh, you're talking about that physicality of it. Now, I saw you here as we're sitting at your balcony at Warrywood. Uh, this bloke was punching along on a recumbent bike uh, with, a, with an old schoolmate and uh, nearly bowled me over. It was you doing the laps around Narrabeen Lake there. So you, you, you're out and about. You're, you're getting stuck into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got to exercise. If I don't exercise, the spasticity intensifies. Uh-huh. Okay, so the more activity I do, the more it loosens up the the, the spasticity and that that contraction, contraction. So the recumbent bike, I actually pedal with my legs. Some some uh, quads or paraplegics, I'll pedal it with their arms. Mm-hmm. I do it with my legs, and it's it's a good workout uh, down here at Narrabeen Lake. I just go around the lake. It's a twelve kilometer ride takes me about an hour and ten, to hour and twenty. Yeah. And then I've got a, the ocean pool at North Narrabeen. That's 500 metres away. I go and literally wheel up right next to it, flop myself into it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to walk up the ramp to come out. But it's easier than easier to flop in than walk down the ramp. The valve in the, in the, the snorkel is the wrong way. <laughs> Talk me through that. Oh, my gosh. Right, so so I've, got the, I've got a central snorkel, so it goes from mouth up through the middle of my head. So, so when I'm swimming, and I can swim with this central snorkel rather yeah. than having to turn my head. Yeah. And it wasn't working, wasn't functioning so well. My snorkel it was sort of letting water in. So my mate decided to adjust it and he put the valve in, the one-way valve in backwards. And so when, when it got a bit of water in there, it just sucked 
straight into me wasn't what I expected. <laughs> I expecting some air, but I got water. Do you, do you think back in the, the day of the, the footballing side, would you like to get into, because uh, I know you do speaking and, and the rest of it that goes with it and charity work too, would you lend your hand to football as in coaching, mentoring type number? Um, look, I, I would love to do some rugby coaching. It's just difficult to do, to attend pitch work and things like this. However, um, mentoring would be very good and film, you know, match analysis, I think I can do that pretty well. Yeah. So those sort of things are, you know, they're, they're on the agenda. One day I'll, you know, I'll get involved in that. Um, this year, actually, uh, a friend of mine has asked me to get involved with his uh, GPS selections. Okay. So schoolboys. I stuff. might be starting to go to some schoolboys GPS matches and and get get involved in some of the selections there. That's some good footy played there too. You know what? I've never seen a GPS into school match. Really? Nah. Bizarre. Yeah, right. In all the time. Well, I used to play rugby, and then. I had girls with netball on Saturdays and, you know, just haven't had time uh, or inclination really to, to make the time. But yeah. um, I'm certainly ready to have a look. And that's half time. Let's take a short break and we'll be back soon. What occupies your time from day to day? Are, are you are, are you being able to do any work at the moment? Are you Because I, I know you're working in the medical field yep. for, for a long period of time there. How how have they gone? Um, uh-huh. I know you, you're doing some work for, for a period of time in the office. Yep. Yep. Uh, does that still go? Does- yep. yep. So I um, I still work for the company I did before my accident, Device Technologies, who have been exceptional. They've been so good support for me. I still work two days a week there with them, um, albeit remotely at the moment. So there's a lot of Zoom and a lot of um, remote work going on. Yep. Um, and then when I'm not doing that, I'm sort of mustering up assistance to go either to the pool or do a bike ride or maybe some sort of exercise at least three, four times a week. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's always, you know, some guys to catch up for a coffee or lunch or something like that. Yeah. You know? I know Bondi had a beer with you the other day. Yeah, yeah. 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 So so the time gets filled. Yes. And I, I get a I get very bored when it's not filled. When my diary isn't full, it's like, or there's a lax afternoon, it's like, I don't don't really enjoy that. Yeah, right. You know, I like to have a full day. Well, you, you, this morning you came from the gym. You, we yeah. called you and said, where are you? Yeah. Uh, off the bus, across Rat Park and, and here. So independence, I imagine, is, is the key for you to keep yourself mentally right as well, I suppose. So, so up until recently... Um, I've been okay with not having a vehicle mm-hmm. uh, I, because I might be because um, the first year I wanted to concentrate on just rehabilitation. The second year was COVID, so I didn't really want to leave the northern beaches a hell of a lot, so yeah. I was happy just traversing on northern beaches on the buses. But at the start of this year, it's um, I've gone, right, I'm ready to drive. So I've ordered a vehicle, um, a VW multivan. Yep. Um <laughs> That takes eight months to come in. <laughs> to get spec'd up? No, no. Just the, just the, eight months. The, that's how long it takes they're to get in a demand. vehicle in. Yeah, they're in demand. Wow. Uh, and I think COVID with backlog, the shipping, et cetera. So that takes eight months to come in. And then 
allegedly it's about two to three months to get the modifications required for me to drive. Uh, so my I ordered in January. I'll be on the road in October. <laughs> was that a confident October? That's not a confident October, <laughs> not at all, because even even from January, when we ordered in January, July delivery, a week later, August delivery. Yeah, right. I'm going, hmm. Yeah, right. So, um, but my idea is to get that modified for my driving, but also get the back modified so I can go on road trips. So I'll put a mattress, a bed or something in the back, some storage and and go on road trips. Is that going to be a difficult process, mate, to get your, to get your licence? Um, not to get the licence, no. I, no, I don't believe so. I've, I've had meals since since um, since the accident. Um, so, And then I have to go through some dedicated uh, modification driving. Yeah. You know, I've got to, to prove that with, a, with an occupational therapist that I can do the driving. And I think that might be a few months, a couple of months worth of that, and then I'm on my own. That just opens up the world. Oh, absolutely. Uh, coming from... Coming from the country areas, I'm really looking forward to going and visiting some mates out west on their properties and uh, friends up the coast, etc. So, yeah, um, that will be part of the plan. Have you found from doing what you did, playing footy, getting belted, you know, enjoying life? I've been on tour with you, great tourist. Uh, are you finding now that you, well, you're, you're, you're not so much stuck in a chair, but you're in a chair? Are you finding life hard? Is do we do we understand how other people live? If, if that's the word, yeah, the, the people sure. with the people disabilities with disabilities live. Correct. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've been really pleasantly surprised because uh, I I do traverse off the northern beaches now. I like yes, I got a bus out to ride, and then caught the ferry back and another bus and etc. And everything is really wheelchair accessible. Okay. It's, it's pleasantly surprising. Some of the footpaths can be a bit precarious, but Generally speaking, good. Um, uh, and I don't have any problems getting assistance. You know, if I, people see me struggling, um, generally people might will offer. Yep. Uh, so um, that aspect is is you know, pleasant, pleasant surprise. Do people understand? I'd, I'd probably not, but you can understand. They don't understand, but um, I, I'd certainly believe that they understand that you know things aren't as easy for us mm. and that that they're willing to assist us and help us where they can and i don't mind that i really don't mind that you know i i i, I my my skills in living day to day keep improving yeah but i don't certainly mind getting assistance because it's a battle sometimes of reaching for things and um, you know, even if you order food at the counter, getting your food off the counter because my hands, my hands don't work real well. My arms are full of spasticity and it makes it slow and struggle. Yeah, getting food off a counter to put on your lap and then move, etc. Every chance I'll spill it. Yes. So the attendant or people behind me was offered to take it to my table, etc. So very good. So people have an idea. Yeah. Um, one of the great things that I saw was at your dinner last year, year before, year before, twenty nineteen. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Uh, when you came out on stage in your in your, in your big fundraiser, guns out, and 
you walked across the stage and a thousand people just mate, teared up. It was incredible. Is it moments like that 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 keeps you going, keeps you driving, and then also your, your charity guns out? How did you get the name for that? Yeah, look, I don't, I don't do things for other people to surprise them and show them what I'm doing. It's just I've just got to keep on progressing. And, and some things I do when I progress to, if people haven't seen me for a while, I go, oh, wow, you yeah. know, that's, that's, that's progress, uh, which is great. Um, the Guns Out came about where one of my players that I played with in Gloucester Heard about my accident um, when my wife put it out, you know, on on Facebook that uh, that happened, and he came back with a um, with a you know she said, oh, Richard, why don't you go? Oh no, my friend came back and said, well, as he was driving along, <laughs> driving along, took a selfie, going, let's get our guns out for Tomsey, right? Yeah. And they posted that to me, or posted it. To, back to Carissa and I showed it to me and when I saw it I was like oh, it's, that's good and then mulled over it for about 24 hours I said it'd be great to see you know all my friends you know getting their guns out so that's what I asked for I said you know please don't don't send me an emoji or anything I want to get see your guns <laughs> and so people sent back their guns and you know they, and there was some prizes in there there was um there was um three players from Manchester Man. Man City, Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they had their guns out. A couple of NFL players had their guns out. Yeah, right. <laughs> no idea who they were, but uh, it, it went to all parts of the globe. And I thought, well, that's a so that's where we started the the guns out was a good catch cry, and then uh, the guns out Spinal Foundation sort of developed from there. And how's that going? How's that progressing? You're getting lots of support. Yeah, really good, exceptional support. Um, um, well, the gala dinner was probably the launch of it, yeah. Um, and that was July 2019. And, um, we've had you know, I've got a, a soccer event, which is an annual event on the northern beaches at Cromer Park, uh, the Tomsey Cup. That's so that's annual, and then we've got the golf day, obviously, as we're talking. So, and my mate and his boxing, it just you know, things like this, just little bits keep on, keep on highlighting. The, the Guns Out Spinal Foundation and highlighting what it's about, which is the research for spasticity. Uh, yes. You can swing a club too. I can. Yes. I can, yes. Do they go straight? Straighter than what they probably used to. <laughs> they don't have as much time to, you know, to, to slice off. <laughs> Not in the air quite as long. To think about it. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, now I've been getting some lessons and uh, I swing one-handed. And um, it, it's going quite well off, you know, for driving range. When I got onto the course the other day, reality hit. It's not going quite as well. It's, it's, are you still the same? Are you still the same niggly, chatty, having fun type of guy? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know. If, I don't think I've changed a hell of a lot. Um, I just find that when when you're in a social arena, it's 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 difficult to to move around you know from uh you know just to move within the group or within your own group that you're talking with etc you just literally sat there in a chair yeah um and unless i'm in unless i'm in my wheelchair i can move around but as i said i'm generally walk in with a stick so i don't have to take a chair mm. 
and then you're plopped in one spot. But otherwise, mate, I, I don't think I've changed a hell of a lot. I think I've just that's still, um, yeah, I, I, I've never had a negative outlook. It's always been cups, glasses half full. So I think I still live with that. Do you still talk about rugby uh, to your mates, to your family, and, and remember the old times? Um, with mates, I do. But, you know, the, the mates which are, I may play rugby with, et cetera, it certainly still comes up. Mm. Not as prevalent, um, uh, but it's it's still we you know everyone who played rugby still probably keep an eye on it and and would certainly love to be seeing better results with the Waratahs if that's you know that's who they're following. I still have banter with a few of the guys I played with in Queensland. Um, Did you play? Well, you played in Queensland, didn't you? Oh, you're a Queenslander, shit, Perky. <laughs> Uh, Let's pack this interview up now. <laughs> uh, I had a couple of years up in Queensland. That's yes. right. Um, so, yeah, look, the, 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 the banter, the interest in rugby is still there. It doesn't burn quite as as, as you know, brightly as what it used to, but but it's still there in the background. And, you know, you look forward to a Rugby World Cup. You still look forward to a, a test match. You know? mm. We're just waiting for the Wallabies and the Waratahs to be it's like they were in the 90s and early 2000s. Mm. Uh, it's interesting you talk about, and I've got girls, you talk about your girls. Uh, do you focus now going on to a different sport? You sort of, rugby's there, but you you, you move on to, to your netball, which your girls are good at as well. Well, as I say, I, you know, I, even even club matches I didn't see for a good 15 years or so because I was, you know, at the netball courts um, and, you know, quite happy pursuing and didn't didn't miss the rugby as Certainly kept an eye on it, but didn't miss the fact that I wasn't going to matches. Yeah. Um, the focus certainly switched to netball and, and the girls' netball and, and, and you know, what, what happens around that trips. So what's the future like for our Toms, mate? I, I do think that within the next 10 years that uh, with the research that's going on, I will get um, some technolo- technological advancement in uh, which will help my condition. Um. That's where I'm stemming, you know, hanging my hat. and uh, Stem cell research, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yep. It's always sort of, it, it's the, the, the questionable research. Uh, do you find anywhere or is there a push to make that even more prevalent or, or acceptable for, for spinal injuries? Absolutely. Um, uh, there's um, a foundation, the Perry Cross Foundation yep. on, the, on the Gold Coast. Uh, they have advanced... Um, stem cell technology quite a lot and that's where they're really pushing their 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 foundation to research that and that's um i didn't have a lot of faith or hope that stem cell but the more i sort of look into it the more i think that that actually does have a lot of merit um and then they've got electrostimulation and which um is another sort of sort of research where they're stimulating um paralyzed nerve systems um, to stimulate the muscles and, and particularly for, for the completely uh, the complete spinal cord injuries. Mm-hmm. So as I say, I think within the next 10 years we'll find something. Admittedly, a lot of that is about addressing um, paralysed nerves, which isn't my issue as mm-hmm. such. I've got overstimulated nerves, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure with our research into spasticity and things like that, we might find an answer. Um, it's a pleasure to chat with you, uh, Tomsey. Um, pleasure. And, mate, keep going. 
I will, Berkey. Keep no going. I, I don't have a choice, mate. I've got to keep going. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm okay with where things are at um, and uh, my physicality will improve. But, um, you know, mentally I'm okay and I'm, thank you very for the chat. All right, the full-time whistle's gone. I've got to thank Tomsey for a candid chat. He also reminded me of how he put me through that gap. He's claiming that try against New Zealand all those years ago. Great reminiscing. Now, if you want to help out Tomsey and others, check out his foundation, gunsout.org. And if you're feeling in the mood to get the guns out, literally post it on socials. Hashtag gunsout for Tomsey. Hope you enjoyed the chat. Thanks for listening.